0: Is here now. Here's the thing. I know that this is November, but here's the thing. Some of you guys are with me. You're like listening to Christmas music already. Anybody listen to Christmas music already? Or you're watching Christmas movies? Or maybe maybe you've already gotten out the eggnog. Is there any eggnog fans in the house? Yeah. Well, hey, listen. I'm about to do you. I'm about to do you the biggest favor. I'm going to show you a picture of the best eggnog in the store. Here's a picture of it. Check it out. It is called Vanilla Spice Eggnog. If you have never tried this, you are doing yourself a disservice. It is the best, sweetest eggnog on the planet. Even if you would say, you know what, eggnog is the nastiest drink I've ever tried in my entire life, and it makes me sick to my stomach. Nothing like eggnog. It tastes like vanilla ice cream goodness. Homemade vanilla ice cream with extra sugar. Alright, I'm telling you, I'm doing you a favor. But here's the thing: Christmas is a time, right? Christmas is a time where most of the time there's a lot of generosity. For example, our parents are pretty generous to us most of the time at Christmas because there's some things that we want to have. There's some things that may request to have and it is our parents or maybe our grandparents or guardian right that is responsible to generously give us those gifts but what if it was split and what if on christmas morning you ran downstairs maybe you guys don't do this anymore maybe you do you run downstairs you go to the christmas tree you start up But here's the thing. You got to listen up because we're starting this series tonight and it's called Generous. And see, when it comes to generosity, right, we know what it looks like when generosity happens because it's something that you can't really fake generosity. You can't pretend to, to be generous necessarily, right? It's something that's evident in the way that you live your life, in the way that you treat people, in the way that you behave, right? So, in a definition of generosity, looked it up but here it is this is the definition it is the quality of being kind or generous the quality of being kind or generous and here's the thing we would all agree that generosity is a good thing because think about it if you have a friend who is generous they're a better friend if you have then people most likely want to be around you more than they might want to be around other people. But here's the question. If we all love generosity, if we all agree that generosity or being generous is a really good thing, then why does it miss, why are we missing it so much? Or or where is the disconnect? Why is it sometimes, right, if we're honest tonight, Sometimes a challenge to be generous. And see, as we launch into this week, it's a three week series, as we launch into this, I want to open up the scripture and I want to look at the story of perhaps the most, the single most generous act that has ever happened the birth of Jesus, the Son of God. And so I'm going to be reading from Luke chapter 2. It's going to be on the screen, but if you have a Bible from the worship. Bible, it's page number 1026, page number 1026, Luke chapter 2, the birth of Jesus Christ, and here's what it reads, it says, in those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world, this was the first census that took place while Corinthians was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register he issues this census so here's what a census is imagine that you if you've ever moved you would have to go back to your hometown and register your family as living and being born and being from that whole town but not just a few towns the entire roman world so this was a big deal right then reading on it says this so joseph also went up from the town of nazareth in galilee to judea to bethlehem the town of david because he belonged and the line of David. Verse 5, he went there to register with Mary, who he was pledged to be married to, and she was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn a son. She wrapped him in clothes and, wrapped and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room for them or guest room available for them. So here's what happens. Joseph and The the census is issued. So Joseph and Mary, she's pregnant, right? They got to go back to their hometown. But here's the thing. Everybody's doing this at once. I mean, so this is nuts. It's crazy. Everybody's going all over the place. So there's no hotel room available. There's no motel room available. There's no Airbnb available in this In a manger. Now, a manger is equivalent to, let's just say, not the most ideal setting for the Savior to be born. I mean, imagine it's like a trough where animals feed themselves and where animals relieve themselves. You know what I'm saying? It's not the most ideal place to be born. But it is what happened. It was unexpected. But it happened. And then the Bible reads on. Verse number 8. And there were shepherds living in the fields nearby. Keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them. And the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified. But the angel said to them. Do not be afraid. I bring you good news. That will cause great joy for all the people. Listen up to this. Verse 11. Today in the town of David. A Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes, lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth. Peace to those on whom his favor is so what happens in this story is that Jesus comes and Jesus was not just this random little boy what the Bible says here is that he was the Savior he was the Messiah, he was the Lord there were a lot of people a lot of people anticipating Jesus' birth, they didn't realize it, they didn't know it, they didn't understand it but that is exactly what happened and so what we have in this story is the very first christmas was given and the very first gift on christmas was given a savior was born the lord and see what happened is that the world experienced generosity unlike it had ever known now i didn't really know what was happening but this was the most generous act that could have happened and i know what you're thinking you're thinking. What does this really have to do with us? I mean, what is the big deal about Jesus being born? Why does this matter today? And so if you're taking notes, I want to give you a statement. We're going to camp out on this statement for the rest of our time. And it's super simple, and it's this. Those that have been given much, give much. It's really simple. Let me say it again. Those that have been given much, give much. So here's what I want to do. For the next few minutes, I want to take this in two parts. I want to first talk about those that have been given much. Now here's the reality. As followers of Jesus Christ, we have been given a lot. We have been given a lot. See, what happened was God was... between God himself and us as people. And the only way to fix what was broken, right, was for the birth of the perfect son of God, being Jesus, to come from heaven. you should want to live a life that is generous to other people. You should want to live a life that is generous to other people. So what does it mean that God has extended generosity? Well, first thing is this. God gives out of his love for you. If you're taking notes, you do want to write that down. God gives out of his love for you. He gives out of his love for me. The Bible says it like this in John chapter 3. You're probably familiar with this. It says, for God so loved the world. That he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God didn't send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. See, students, it is out of love that God first extended generosity to you and to me. It was out of love that he gave his one and only son understand that his one and only son he gave for you out of an act of generosity so that we could have eternal life and i want you to think about this generosity and love being generous and loving or caring for someone they pretty much go hand in hand like it's, it's pretty impossible if you're asking me To try to extend generosity to someone that I don't really care about. And the truth is, they go hand in hand. And it reminds me of a story that I want you to hear. The story of this young girl. Her name is Azima. And she lives in Africa. And I want you to hear of how... story excites me and the reason that it excites me beyond what happened to her and her whole family right is it excites me because that's what you and I get to jump into next Wednesday night next Wednesday night we're all about Operation Christmas Child we're all about packing these shoeboxes to be able to give them who knows where they go but some little will receive that box and who knows the difference that it can make. And what marked me in her story is the idea that a very small gift can have a really giant impact, right? I mean, She said that it was when she opened that box and saw the little note. I don't know who you are but God loves you and so do I. And it impacted her so much that she eventually gave her life to Christ, and then her dad started asking questions about what it was that she, why did she want to go to church so much, why did she want to leave the house so much to be a part of this church, and her attitude, and her behavior, and perhaps her generosity changed his life. He gave his life to Christ, and not only was he changed, or she changed, but the whole household was changed but then I think about this think about the little girl or the little boy that made that box for Zima you know something was true about that person is that they understood that God loved them and because they understood that God loved them in turn it made them want to make an impact and extend generosity to someone else generosity They've never even met or known. But this is the story that results. It's a really powerful truth. It's a really powerful thing to think about. To think about that Azima learned about the love of God because someone back here in the United States cared enough to make a box that eventually got to her. I mean, are you seeing how God puts together the story? And this is what we get to do next Wednesday night. So you're going to talk about this tonight in your small groups, and your connection groups. But this is why it's so important. Because can you imagine thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of stories just like that because of your generosity? Because you choose to extend generousness to someone that you don't even know. So one is that God gives out of his love for you. And secondly is this as we begin to wrap up. God gives at no cost to you. God gives at no cost to you. The Bible says this, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. See, when it says the wages of sin, that means the payment of sin. See, there was a payment that God had to pay on your behalf and on my behalf, and that payment was his son. That payment was... Because there was no room for them in the end. But see, God gives at no cost to you and I. See, generosity does cost us something. See, if generosity of being generous didn't cost us anything, then we'd probably live in a world where, everywhere where you look, there was generous. There was generosity, right? But the truth is, it does cost you something. Sometimes it costs you your time. Sometimes it costs you your things. Sometimes it costs you your, your money. You know, giving towards Operation Christmas Child is a cost. But the goal is not for you to go out and spend money that you don't have. I can tell you, my wife and I, we're going to go tomorrow night on our date night. We're going to go to the dollar store, and we're going to have a heyday. We're going to buy so much stuff for really, really cheap because we want to bless these kids. And you can do the same thing. It's not about spending tons and tons and tons of money. It's just about extending generosity through just a few bucks. And so you're stronger, but talk to you a little bit about it later tonight. But think about that. Think about this idea, right, that there is no cost to us. And I want, oh, this is not in your notes, but I want you to think about this. Generosity is not free of cost, but it frees from cost. Generosity. Here's what it means. God sent Jesus to die on the cross for your sin. See, he paid a penalty that you couldn't pay. That is a cost, students, that we could not buy. That is a cost that we could not purchase. We could not purchase a right relationship with God. There had to be someone to sacrifice their life. kept us from that penalty, from that cost. It's an amazing and incredible thing. God's great generosity to us, despite the cost, frees us from the cost that we could never pay. So here's a question that I want you to think about tonight. Am I? that I go to school with? Am I generous to my parents? Am I generous to the people in my home? Am I generous to my teachers? Am I respectful? Am I kind? Am I considerate? See, Christmas very quickly, quickly, quickly becomes about get, 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 get all that I can get instead of what can I give? What can I do this Christmas that's maybe a little bit different, that maybe takes me off the spotlight? Not that there's anything wrong with takes me on the spotlight and puts the spotlight on someone else, maybe someone else that is a little bit less fortunate than you are. So here's what we're going to do throughout this series. We're going to pose some questions that we hope will cause you to think about this whole idea of generosity each and every week. So what's going to happen is at the end of the night, when you're in your small group or connection group, you're going to get one of these. It's a simple envelope with a simple card in the envelope. And on the front of the envelope or front of the card, it has the bottom line. And on the back, it has a question. Here is the question that we want you to think about this week. Where has God been generous?